Welcome to Old Providence, where things used to be and sometimes still are. I'm Maureen Taylor, curator and creator of oldpvd.com, a georeferencing and crowdsourcing site where you can plot your history and the story of Providence on a series of historical maps. In my other life, I'm known as the photo detective for my work revealing family history in photographs and interpreting visual history. I've had a lifelong love of Rhode Island's capital city. Whether you've recently moved here, visited on vacation, or have a deep connection to the area, you can add images and stories to oldpvd.com. It's free. Anyone can participate. My dream is for a collective sharing of the changes to the city. It is ever-changing, and never more so than right now. For what is here today could easily be gone tomorrow, resigned to Old Providence. The stories of these places and people are part of our everyday lives, or those of our ancestors. My guests today are Sarah Zurier, Tracy Picard, and CJ Opperheiser from the Providence Boundaries Project. Welcome to Old PVD, the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, I saw this this summer when Fringe was being advertised and thought it was the coolest project ever. And I thought that would be a pretty interesting thing to do to walk the boundaries of this capital city. But how did this idea come about and how did the three of you sort of hook up to make this happen? I'll start off with this one. This is Sarah. I had heard about some of these projects that people had undertaken in other cities. So sometimes it's artists, sometimes it's journalists, sometimes it's historians. And they wanted to get to know their city from the outside in. And I thought, we could do that in Providence. And it took me a while to figure out like what that even meant and how big it was. And I reached out to CJ and Tracy and some other people because I thought they were the walkers and thinkers of the city. And I thought they would make great uh, partners in this project. And Tracy, what about you? I mean, what was your interest in creating the Providence Boundary? Well, giving all credit to Sarah for the original idea, absolutely. But when she brought up the idea that combined maps, which I love, walking, which I love, taking photos and capturing uh, images, which I love, and talking, which I also love. I'm like, this is basically (laughs) just the best possible combination of things I could do during this particular time. It's irresistible. And CJ, I know you have another project that you work on. You're on Instagram. Yes. So I run uh, Walk PVD, which is like more of a, we celebrate walking and we also advocate for better walking in Providence. So when Sarah was like, hey, I have this idea to have this very long-term ongoing sort of crazy project that's focused on walking the boundary. I was like, yes, I do a lot of walking obviously and very interested in different walking experiences and documenting them. And that's exactly what this is. Uh, Definitely. I can't even tell you how many miles I've logged in this city since March. And every time I go out for a walk, it seems that I discover something I didn't see before even in my own neighborhood, which I have walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. Mm -hmm. The other day we were out walking and looked, I looked down the hill and I was like, 
why is there a house sort of between the two streets on the hill? What is that? How do we get there? And then mm-hmm. that set us off on, on an exploration. But if someone were to walk the boundaries of this city, how many miles is that? So that, that was one of the first things I was trying to figure out. And I kept Googling perimeter of Providence or <laughs> like the answer was not there. But eventually I found something that said it was about 26 miles. So you, you think of Providence as a marathon. And when we started thinking about like, oh, how are we going to do this? I, I wasn't one of them, but some people might have thought, oh, I could, I could do that in a day. <laughs> but no. it was more about how could we how could we complete it in a number of days without turning it into a marathon? So can you break it down into sections? I mean, do you have a, a way of, for someone to do that? We kind of broke our sections into how are we going to get there? So we looked at bus routes and other types of access points for one of our primary section breaking like themes get it has to start and end somewhat close to an access point. When we were kind of breaking down the logistics of this, when you we were conceptualizing it, I was like, well, this sounds great, but how do we get back from somewhere? Like if you drive your car to the beginning of a, a piece of the border route that you want to walk and then you walk from your you know, car or, or maybe your bicycle or whatever, and you go four miles this way, how do you get back to your starting point? And that's when we were like, okay, maybe the bus makes the most sense. And that's when we kind of started with what Tracy just described. Using the bus. And what kinds of things did, because I know you've walked it, right? You've done the whole thing now, correct? Only Sarah of the three of us, I think, has done every square foot. Yeah, right, we, yeah we, we uh, I wound up taking 11 separate walks because each time I was with different people, Tracy came for most of them. But in other cases, it was someone who said, I want to be part of this, but I only want to walk for two miles. <laughs> Where then with Tracy and our friend Kate, I think we did our longest length was close to seven or eight miles. So I, I covered the whole terrain and it wound up being more like 40 miles because there was a lot of meandering. Well, how can you not meander, right? Yeah. You see something like, oh, let's go take a look at that. And then you go back to the original path. And then you see something else on the other side. You go back to the original path. Well, I joined you for one of the walks down Allen's Avenue, which <laughs> I just want to tell you, every time we drive down there, my husband goes, ha, 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 I can't believe you walked this road. I'm like, you do not know what we saw. They <laughs> don't, don't doubt that there are interesting things to see along at Allen's Avenue, like the park. What's that park called? Collier Point Park. Even on like the, I would say Allen's Avenue might be, if not the top, one of the top worst stretches of street in the city, if not honestly the state to, to walk or to bike, really bad. But even along there, like you said, you can find gems. Some of the photos that like Tracy and others took on that route, you would never know that it was, you know, a harrowing experience to walk, especially in that, that park was so cool. And the park was so beautiful because you could look out and see the tugboats. They were like right there. So what's your favorite part of the walks that you've been on? Is there a particular neighborhood or street or is there something that sticks in your mind as something that someone should seek out? 
I have a favorite. So I think first the maybe the most important thing to to note about this project is that the purpose wasn't necessarily to find the most beautiful vista or the most perfect kind of walk. It was about discovering our city and just seeing a diversity of places and looking at things in a new way. So although my favorite places were in their own way beautiful, they also were kind of, it's not just that, right? It's, it's more about exploring and seeing what we could find without expecting it to be inherently just a beautiful, visually beautiful place. But the place I keep going back to over and over and the most unexpected for me was actually Fields Point. It, we, we walked along Allen's Ave through what is definitely a pile of junk and the solid waste management area and came out on this little beach, which was again, covered in junk. And we looked down and realized that it was full of neat things that we, I don't know, we just kind of got down on all fours and looked down at the, at the stuff. And there was pieces of pottery and shells and there was muscle beds and there was a really high ratio of wild birds to just those fish, horseshoe crabs. We saw a great blue heron. We saw every kind of wonderful bird that you can imagine in the city. And it's in Providence. So it's the urban birds, osprey. There's lots of beautiful osprey. So I think I keep going back there because it's a little piece of kind of restoration in the city in an area that's been kind of just forgotten and dumped on. And it just, it's just beautiful. And historically significant. Extremely historic. I mean, it's, the history is unbelievable. I, I even found out my grandfather worked there in World War I. So everything from Colonel Atwell's clam shack to the Sunshine Island story to, oh my goodness, the quarantine hospital. It's fascinating. Mm. And what about you, CJ? I'm trying to think, because I only walked like, I don't know how much, like eight miles, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, nine, 10 miles of the total. And at least half of that was right in my own kind of neighborhood. So I liked when I went with Sarah and on the walk, that was kind of in my neck of the woods. Like she, part of the kind of theme of boundaries is not just the physical, you know, boundary, like the border province, but your own personal boundaries, what you're comfortable with. And I got to say, Sarah's a lot braver than I am. And she just kind of would see these like little trails off to the side that might be private property. It might be like, there's just some, there might be like an encampment down there. And I was just sort of like, Nope, I'm good. And she's like, we're going to go down here. (laughs) And, but what that did was in my own neighborhood where I would just sort of not even take a second glance down these sort of little side paths that sort of spooked me, frankly, like I just wasn't sure it was down there. We went down there. And so I got to explore these little nooks and crannies that are just off to the side of, of places I walk all the time. So that was really cool. And that's kind of, again, part of the purpose of this whole project. But then I think I haven't walked with such intent, like exploration and, and close looking the Winoskotucket river path. And we did a good chunk of that. And I think that was really awesome. We did, again, went off the trail, but there's all these little dirt paths and they kind of go down to the water. And we did a little bit of some, 
archaeological digging just a little bit down by the river and stuff. And that was really, really cool because I'd never kind of taken the time to really carefully explore that that part of the city. And yeah, I mean, Sarah, I, I, I've spent so much time on that bike path as a bicyclist. I've hardly ever just gotten on my feet and walked down that path. And so it just, there's so much more to see when you're going at a different pace and you can slow down. And so even the people from the Wenasquatucket River watershed, I was like, have you ever been down this path before that Tracy and I had found? And they hadn't. So it is wild that there are these parts of the city that definitely people are using and finding like special places where they're kind of leaving traces of themselves or at least beating a path on the ground and that you can make out but that if you don't take the time to see, you're just going to miss. Well, I find that I walk an area in one direction and then I try the next time I walk the area to, to do it the reverse way because you see different things each time yeah. depending on the direction. So, Absolutely. We actually ahead. wanted to, we actually wanted to try out that exact theory, like work, when we did the two walks as part of the Fringe Festival, Wilbury Theater puts on, we did them mostly along the Winnesquatucket uh, path, actually, and through the neighborhood. And we had so we had one going one direction on that on one route, and then the same route, a separate walk. We went the other direction, and you really do see entirely different things. It's really bizarre. It's almost like if you were walking backwards, if you were. I mean, like you just. I don't know. It's wild. It changes everything. You miss stuff on one side. And then when you come around and do it the other way, you're like, wait, I, did, am I on the right road? Because yeah. totally, it's like totally different. It's a new world. It's yeah. a new world. And Sarah, you walked every inch of this Providence boundaries. So what are your recommendations? I mean, I walked every inch and yet I didn't because... What's so striking to me is how inaccessible much of it is. So like that walk down Allen's Avenue, you're walking on Allen's Avenue because you just can't get to the water. And so that's what we were kept striving for. But just sort of seeing how cut off that is in South Providence. Then when you go to the east side, you can walk along the Seekonk River. So that was another striking thing for me. But some of the places I was really kind of turned on to as like new to me, one was the Reservoir Triangle neighborhood near Roger Williams Park, which I had heard of. I have friends who lived there, but I had never actually set foot in it. So that was exciting. And also by Windmill Hill, kind of Providence, Pawtucket, North Providence. But the for me, like my field's point, my like Tracy's field's point has her field's point, my odd place was on our very last day, we went into these woods that are neither parkland nor conservation land. They're just kind of undeveloped woods where there used to be a mill and an old house, but in the northern part of the city. We just sort of plunged into the woods and we, we happened to find some trails, which again, weren't put in by a parks department or anything, but people have been using. And we came upon this big rocky outcrop that looked out over the city and we could see Tracy's Fields Point window, uh, windmills. We could see the downtown Providence skyscrapers. 
And it was just this wonderful aha moment of connecting the city from north to south. Well, I think residents of Providence tend to stay in the neighborhood in which they live or grew up in. And it's what what's startling about Providence is how distinct each and every neighborhood really is. And you only see that if you're on the ground, not just driving in a car, but actually walking it. You get a flavor for the neighborhood, what it once was, but what it is now. I'm not sure we get a sense of what it's going to be, though. Yeah. Things are changing pretty quickly. I right mean, an, another thing that was just really fun about doing these walks was it was like the city was this puzzle and we had our maps, but we were just literally trying to figure out how do we get from over here to over there. <laughs> we were like little playing pieces in this board game of making our way around the city. Maybe it's a board game, not a puzzle. I don't know. But it was it was this like on the ground problem solving, moving your body through space. That yeah. was was wild. And I, I don't think it would be the same doing it again, but that's why we want more people to do it and tell so, us how they figure it. So how can you encourage more people to do this and how can they follow what you've done already and log it? One of the most important things for me as far as getting more people to do it is encouraging walking pedestrian safety overall for Providence because there were a few areas where we walked it and it was lovely for the experience, but it was actually really hard. People park their vehicles on the sidewalk. People, sidewalks just end. There were some busy intersections. So the kind of big picture issue with encouraging people to do it is encouraging a more walkable city overall. We've got a website. Well, it's part of the Walk PVD website. So it's walkpvd.org slash boundaries. And we've got a hashtag, uh, hashtag PVD boundaries. And that's where you can find, we have on our webpage and through that hashtag, just some really cool photos of things that you see walking this route. And the route is different for everyone. It's really, like Sarah was saying, it's sort of this, how are you figuring out the sort of puzzle of how to get as close to the, where the border exists as you can? So everyone's going to see different things. And like we were saying earlier, it depends which way you're walking and sort of what you're looking for and how fast or how slow you're walking. So we've got a lot of awesome photos. I think Tracy took really the bulk of them, of just all sorts of interesting little gems from the walk. And on our that same webpage, we've got sort of a kind of like how to get started guide with some recommendations, including looking at the bus routes or what to bring with you or what to look for sort of a, a guide to get started. And then where we hope to log a lot of people's routes and sort of compare the shapes of how people walked a certain neighborhood or even fingers crossed someone else walks the entire the entire border is through Strava, which is a sort of a running walking cycling app. And I think you can just look for us in Strava. We've got like a club, I think it's called in Strava. You can join our club, Providence Boundaries. And then within that club, if you walk any of the route, you can log it right in there and we can all see it and sort of compare and we can even sort of chat and search, share some pictures right in the app if we wanted. So that's the most convenient place. Or you can just post some, again, post some photos online and then use the hashtag and we can all check it out together. And what's the future of PVD boundaries? What are you thinking about for, I mean, right now it's warm out and it's, I mean, it's not 
it's sort of a warm fall, early winter. And then it's going to get cold. So probably we're not going to be walking as much. But what are your plans for sort of spring, summer and fall of next year? Are you thinking that far in advance? Is, are you going to apply to do something else with Fringe? More themed walks, neighborhood themed walks or what's going yeah, on? We, we have so many different ideas. <laughs> like one of the ideas was to take this, this notion of perambulation of the walking around and surveying your boundaries, but take it to another town or take it to a place like Roger Williams Park or North Burial Ground, which is almost like its own city and where you could really complete a boundary walk in a day. So like of the ideas, I just want to get out and do more walks, but there are definitely other ways it could go because I know Tracy's working on something. I mean, I completely agree with Sarah of, of the idea that we'll continue to do walks amongst ourselves and with other people. We, we definitely hope it's going to get a little bit easier if we can move through some of the specific health challenges, public health challenges of right now. But even with that, we do hope to do more. And then one of the projects that's come out of my interest in the Fields Point site is I'm working on some assemblages of artifacts and some art, some paintings based on them. So there's a lot of opportunity in this to pull out some other types of projects. And it's also gotten us curious about different issues from pedestrian safety to the history of certain places, including New Continent, Fields Point, of course, North Barrel Ground. A lot of places bring out questions or ideas based on just being there and observing. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can't wait to see what else you come up with. There's nothing better than getting out and walking around and discovering something new about your neighborhood or your street or another neighborhood in town and just seeing what you can find. And I, I appreciate everything that you guys are doing for getting people to really appreciate the city of Providence, a city that is sometimes underappreciated and undervalued by the people that live here. Well, thank you all for joining me for Old PVD, the podcast. I look forward to seeing what else you're going to do. There'll be links to all these things in the show notes or the announcements page on oldpvd.com. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you. Thanks to the Rhode Island-based band The Vox Hunters for use of their track Bells of Providence and Trip to Pawtucket off their album Fresh from the Board. Music from the Ocean State Songster, Volume 1.